Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the Trinity Continuum rules by Onyx Path Publishing. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes and various hijinks. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. And now, on with the show. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am normally your keeper or handler, Michael Diamond. I am going to go ahead and abdicate that position to James. Storyteller James will take us through the closeout of our Trinity Continuum series. This, the Anima flavor. So, James, take it away. Thank you very much. I will gladly plant a flag on this hill and claim it as my own. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, for the second episode of our Trinity Continuum Anima game, Not As Listed. And I would like to introduce you tonight, of course, our wonderful group of players, starting with To My Right. Hi, this is Miranda, and I'm playing Cam Gray, uh, currently getaway driver, and I wasn't expecting to have to go see my auto body person again so soon. Thanks. You have uh, AAA, uh, whatever the new AAA is. It probably involves drones. There's more A's. Yes, it's like quadruple A now. Next to Miranda at the table. This is Morgan. I play Ember Neon. Bullets flying, car driving, chases. I am going to have so much content to cut after this. It is going to be phenomenal. This, you can actually feel the likes pouring in. You haven't even released the the episode yet, and you know this is just, they're just going to pour in. Yeah, listen, my OnlyFans Plus is going to be just, it's going to be banging. Lastly, in a dimension very near our own. Mm, indeed. This is Mike. I'm playing Ripmonic, a character who seems to be fashioned after some facsimile of Duke Nukem and uh, clearly has uh, likely only known the love of his automatic rifle. Rip is standing in the back of the van, having not yet even turned and let go of the oh shit bar in the back. Ember, you uh, see him hefting the just cooling down weapon that he used to dispatch the car behind you that was getting fairly dangerously close and seeming driving in a seemingly fairly offensive fashion. You look at this device next to you that you have subconsciously put one hand on for support and looking into the window here and see this porcelain skinned body seems to be in the fetal position. You can really only see the head and neck and top shoulders part. But assuming that the rest of the body is there, it would fill up most of this device with some life support systems added to it and um, something that's consuming a massive amount of processing power. Cam, you are white-knuckling the wheel and whipping through traffic, being able to slow down perhaps maybe a little now, or are you continuing to just hammer down as fast as possible? Oh, that was just my normal driving, so... Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I drive that way regardless. Okay, so that's just every everyday driving. That's that's how you handle the roads. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's to drive it like you are getting chased by somebody. Honestly, that's how I drive most of the time as well, so I can't fault your logic. You turn off of this five-lane highway and it back into one of the neighborhoods near to the direction of the delivery that you have to make. You have left Richmond and you have entered a section of town or a district called Point Taylor. Point Taylor, huh? I say to Cam as I look back. You sure this is a good idea? Hmm. Where are we? Point Taylor. Hmm. Point Taylor has fallen on tough times. I mean, it never really left tough times. After the 2077 earthquake and the crash, it's not exactly the most well-built of neighborhoods. A lot of this place is non-citizens. However, using this area to get into where you need to go would mean that you would have no security checkpoints. Hmm. I don't think I've ever been here. Yeah, you know who hangs out in a place that, that doesn't have security checkpoints? People that are transporting a box that has a person in it that's frozen? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the body in the box. Can we just call it the thing? Well, I think the body in the box is like the elephant in the room right now. But it's a body, not an elephant. <laughs> yes. I'm just making sure. That's right. That's right, Rip. That's not an elephant. That's a person. Okay. Okay. I can deal with that. Well, now that we've uh, gotten that taken care of, uh, should we uh, get this uh, show on the road? Yeah. Well, I feel like we have to kind of talk about the elephant in the room, but the body in the box. Sorry, Rip. Oh, um, come on. Well, what are we just going to turn this? We don't even know what this is. We're just going to turn it over. Are we? We don't. We're going to open it. You want to thaw the thaw, thaw her out? What is this? Is some sort of like uh, like slave? Was some sort of like a human? I not I not. What if I don't know? But uh, I mean, I, she might not want to be frozen in there. That's what I mean. She could be the love of your life, Rip. And you're just like letting her sit there all cold and could be somebody to snuggle with at night. To do what? <gasps> she also could be a killing machine, which could come in handy. Which would also probably turn you on. So I mean, let me. I mean, either way. You like a woman that can shoot a gun? Are we just going to turn this poor young lady over to, I don't know, like talking cat or whatever? The, the talking cat's going to gonna pay us so we can, you know, do things like eat. And and also, what about rep? You're an influencer. If we want to talk about reputation, we can't go flipping jobs just because somebody wants us to deliver their chicken and ice cube. It's true. That's true. I got my, got my rep to think of, so... Let's turn the popsicle over. So maybe we take it to the cat and ask the cat, hey, sorry, couldn't help but notice there's a person in this box. What you doing with her? And then we'll go from there. Do you think he's really a cat? No, <laughs> I don't. Like, could he have put himself into a like an animatronic cat body? Can we move our consciousness like... That's a great, that'll be a great episode. All right. No checkpoints. Got the chick sickle back there. I think we'll be good. Chick sickle. Sounds horrible. It's fantastic. We're going with it. It was either chick sickle or broad pop. Broad pop sounds fantastic. I hate it. But also I love it. Okay. So uh, plot us a course to get back to where we need to go. So as you enter the point 
as it has been referred to. The houses become more run down. Even the glass decorations for them become more generic. Yes, they are still colorful. And yes, they are still somewhat interesting to look at. But you notice more and more that there are direct algorithm advertisements that people will accept in order to get a premium listing or a premium membership for a while. There are more billboard verts here than in Richmond. Richmond was sales. It didn't need billboards. This you definitely see where people are scrambling for money by going to advertising, which is something fairly common. Yeah, that makes sense. Sell a little bit of yourself in order to make that premium payment. You pulled out off of the highway and in this metropolitan area, as it were. Cam, you know, you in your EMT days, you actually spent an unfortunate amount of time in the point. So you are fairly well acquainted with its ins and outs. Yeah. Well, you do have the map that was provided from the cat. Are you sticking to it right now? Or are you going to find a moment to get out, look your baby over and make sure everything's okay? I mean, I don't want to get out here. Well, yeah. Per se. I imagine that we briefly pulled over to have that conversation about the chick sickle. But other than that, other than that, we would, I'd get back in and we'd be taken off. Okay. Yeah. You do a system diagnostic on the vehicle as you drive it lets you know that there is, in fact, a damaged panel in the back, as you knew. Doesn't seem like any of the vital systems to the van have been damaged, but it's definitely not going to, you know, it's not going to be airtight anytime soon. Yeah, understandable. So as you uh, drive through the point at its maximum speed limit, which is painfully molasses slow in comparison to how you were just driving. Uh, this is the deceleration syndrome is a real thing. You guys have time to take a moment and really discuss what you're going to do with, as it was just so eloquently dubbed, the chicksicle. Yeah, I, I think that Rip will at least maybe take a look. He has a few dots in medicine, a few dots in technology. He might be at the very least intrigued as to as to how this came about? Well, right off, I won't make you roll directly. Common knowledge things. One, you have heard numerous rumors about using humans as processing points for glass, as essentially living hard drives. All of them are extremely illegal. Hmm. Even the concept is extremely illegal. As... It came up years ago when certain corporations were utilizing people in comas to generate content. There was a long legal battle about it. So you know that this is a gigantic, blaring red flag. You know that, first of all. What I do need from you is an intellect, say, technology role. Okay. You may you may add in one of your dots of medicine as a bonus because it is all some medical technological knowledge. Okay. You see Rip get really close and sort of take up the whole view screen with his head looking in and around the inside of this container. Hmm. Is two successes. Okay. So you look it over. Now that you've gotten a chance to really eyeball it and uh, remove some of the outer panels that you now know are just simple protection panels to keep anything from being nudged or removed. This is a life support pod. 
maybe it started life as a life support system and was applied to this box. This person is in essentially the fetal position and it doesn't I mean they don't have sores or anything from what you can see. So it hasn't, they haven't been in there that horribly long. Do you also see that whatever this box is, it is also running a extensive program glass wise through whoever is in this box right now. It seems to be almost in a constant feedback loop. And that seems to be what is chewing up a lot of the power. Okay. I will turn to Cam. And, I don't know about this one. I think they're doing some pretty heinous shit with her. Well, yeah, that's what I was trying to fucking say. I think you're right. Thank you. You also, with your um, moment to, or of research there, you also managed to find the vitals of the, the ongoing vitals of the person that's in the box. And while they are physically, their physical systems are very low, as you would expect to see someone in a comatose state or in a coma, their mental systems are in near overdrive. They are, you won't say off the charts, but there is a lot of mental activity going on there. So they're definitely conscious and they're moving. Very much. And not only are they conscious, you would almost say super conscious. Mm-hmm. Mm. They might be able to perceive, they might be able to see us, maybe hear us, but can't do anything. I mean, their, their, their mental vitals are off the chart. So then the question returns, do we wake him up? Can we wake him up? Do I think that I could wake this person up, James? Hmm. With driving and everything right now, you would mm-hmm. say you have not gained enough information on the situation at, at hand to make an accurate judgment. You figure maybe if you had a chance to stop and really examine what this box did and what the condition mm-hmm. the person inside was in, maybe. You might be able to figure something out. Yeah, you out. say I'm I'm familiar with this area, right? Yes, you are quite familiar. You two mind taking a little detour? No, let's do it. Sure. I will uh, try to remember, think to kind of secluded spot that I've had in this area before that I've probably either met up with people to work on them or taken people there before. Uh, some spot out of the way where we're not going to attract a lot of attention. And that's the detour I'm going to take. All right. You know of a closed convenience store that you have used as it is a perfect place to park the van and then you you sneak people in back. It's very convenient, yes. Hiding your supplies there has never been a problem. You have a very quiet understanding with the person who quote unquote owns the land. Mm-hmm. And they don't say anything and you occasionally will give them a slight, a small kickback. Yeah. So you get to this little garage convenience store area. It is a ramshackle building, not falling down, but definitely not been open for years, for a couple of years now. And you pull into the first bay. The door rattles close behind you on an old automatic motor and chain system. It comes to a crunch, a loud crunch as it closes all the way. Cam shuts off the fan's engines. The quiet purr comes and goes to silence, and you guys are treated to just a moment of relatively no noise. I mean, there's city noise, but, you know, nothing direct. Except the hum of the box in the back of the van. Yeah, I'll uh, stand up, climb in the back, 
uh, keep an eye out. I, I mean, this place is pretty secure. I have an understanding with the, the owner, but just in case. I mean, sure. Chick sickle's frozen, but I have a feeling this box is pretty hot. Will do. So, Rip, are you heading out to the to the garage door just so you can see outside, or are you? Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna, I guess, play sentry and sort of uh, find a place to covert myself a bit there. Excellent. Ember, what are you doing currently? I think I can uh, assist uh, Cam there. I have a uh, bionic eye. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That I could use to help scan the technology unless they're going to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to s- step on their superior toes with regards to that because I'm just pretty faced. You do have an app, Invasive 1.5. It is a pirate app, but you bring it up on your glass and you use it to scan the technology. It, as was surmised earlier, it is definitely a life support system. The unit is running a, it looks like a glass environment, much like the game Terra Surge, but it looks like it's a closed environment. Like, as in it's just for one person. And it does seem to be transmitting data, like, to an outside source. Does the box have a tracker on it? Well, that data stream that's coming out of it does look fairly hinky. And if anyone else found out about it, they could follow that data stream right back to this box. So the person receiving the data could easily track the box then? Is that what we're saying? Would seem so. Hey, um... Cam, you know how to like get this thing open? I I did a quick scan on it and it, there's data leaving. Absolutely not. I don't. Let me ah, let me take a look. I want to examine the box to see like what kind of life support there is, if I can wake this uh chicksicle up, if, you know, if I just hit it with a hammer or uh, a medical hammer. A medical hammer, right? Uh, it's a it's a science hammer. Make me a an intellect technology Blech. or an intellect medicine roll. Oh fuck yeah! It's two successes. Okay, so we'll start with the part that's easy enough for you to suss out, which is the life support system itself. It is a very advanced system, mm-hmm. a very stable system. Mm-hmm. Does not have any outward controls. There are no buttons to turn it on or off. It seems like most of the controls are probably handled through glass interaction. Okay. That being said, as you examine it with your glass, you bring up its its glass avatar and it is surrounded by a red cage, a spherical red cage of moving, writhing, looks like electrical lines. You would guess it's some sort of security protocol Mm -hmm. or it represents the outer edges of whatever program is currently running. Okay. You figure you might be able to gain entry into whatever that is and if there are controls, it would probably be in there. Gain entry forcefully? You figure there are two ways to do it. Mm -hmm. You could either forcefully gain entry and hope that the system is not interrupted enough that it kills whoever, the chicksicle. Or you could 
submit your own glass environment to the system that is currently running Fuck that. and hope to dismantle it from the inside. No, um, I'm going to get out my medical hammer and try to force, force, force it. Yeah. Like, what kind of doctor? I didn't even know you were a doctor. What kind of doctor are you? Yes, I am one. Oh, okay. You are going to use forceps.exe in order to try to... Yeah. To medical hammer this device open. Mm-hmm. Make me a resolve medicine. Okay. Rip, while you are standing over by the garage door, make me a larceny cunning roll. I got no successes. Okay. Well, that does add a complication to it as you don't have the expertise to apply enough of a medical hammer to this system to safely bring her out that way. Meaning you, your medical hammer is not big enough. Yes, in order to do any real damage here. Okay. What if we just knock on it? Hello? All right. Hey, wake up. That red cage that mm-hmm. surrounds it spikes yeah. outward like a solar flare. Ah, that's not good. Um, You know, you said that if I didn't, uh, if I couldn't hammer it, I could finesse it in other ways. Can I, since my first tact has failed and I really don't want to do the other one. I wanted to do the hammer one because I know I'm not as good at the other one. Can I be like, fuck, fine, and do the glass thing? And do the glass version? Yeah. Yep. Cam sits down on the floor because you know that if it gets really intense, there's a chance that your body could just fall over. Mm -hmm. So you sit down and make yourself comfortable. Rip and Ember, you both recognize what they're doing. Looks like they are going to go on basically a deep dive into whatever this security protocol is. Hmm. Do you know that that is not without threat? Because glass is deeply integrated into your brain, into all of your mental and, and physiological systems. Meaning that there, it's not unheard of for programs, whether properly functioning or corrupted, to do real mental damage to people. Traumas all around. Okay, well, cunning larceny. We do like a bit of larceny. Ah, yes. I have two, sir. All right. With two successes, as you're standing there, you you look back at at what Cam is doing, and there is, I imagine, a moment of concern. Oh, yeah. Amber is probably uh, helping. I assume, Amber, you're making making Cam comfortable. Um. Why do I need to make them comfortable? I'm not getting paid enough for that. Rip, when you look back at the door, you're like, oh yeah, checking guard. You see just the back half of a really nice black sedan drive by. We might have contact here. Black sedan. You're not 100% certain, but you don't recall seeing too many cars like that in the point recently. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know who that is. I take shelter totally back inside the the vehicle, come over to what Cam and Ember are working on. What's the story here? Oh, I have to merge my glass with that glass um, because the hammer didn't work, so... Sounds dangerous. You can drive, right, Rip? Yeah, you want me to drive? I mean, just in case, to keep it, keep it in mind. Uh, you need to shoot. I don't have a gun. I didn't bring a weapon. My... my- my words are my weapons. We're fucked. Okay. 
as you say this, you lay your head down on the rolled up coat that uses now serves as a pillow. Are you laying on the concrete? Or are you laying in the van? Oh, no, I'm in the van. Okay. Everything's in the van. The box is in the van. We're in the van. I'm laying in the van. You have unloaded nothing. Good call. All right. So, yeah, you make yourself at least comfortable in the back of your van. It's not the first time you have laid down in the back to make yourself comfortable for, you know, a nap and or just some relaxation time. And let's be honest, this, this could be worse. It could be the back of a Volkswagen. It's very true. And nobody, it's a very uncomfortable place to do anything is the back of a Volkswagen. You lay back and you extend your glass system um, as easily as you would extend your hand to reach out and flip a switch. You extend your personal system to this red cage. You reach out and touch it. Your avatar, when the fingers come in contact with this cage, there are sparks that fly off of it that are unpleasant to your body. Like, it causes spasms. What Ember and Ripsy is Cam's eyes roll up into their heads so that you can only see just the very smallest amount of color. And their left hand starts to twitch for a moment and then stops briefly. And you can tell that wherever they're at, they are extremely deep in, like much, much deeper than you usually have to go into for a glass environment. Cam you retract your hand because that hurt. And as you retract it, the cage moves to incorporate your movement. So it extends out like a tidal bulge so that your fingers are in fact still the same distance away from the sphere. It's an alarming sensation because it almost moves like it's alive. You pull your hand back further, but the sphere moves faster and suddenly you are gone, you spinning in darkness. Cam makes a small whimper on the floor. They are doing something is going on inside their head that is very not pleasant, obviously. I'm uh, intently worried, but I'm not sure how I can help them. So you hear the sound of tires rolling over asphalt. And yeah, I climb into the driver's seat. Uh, who's going to shoot at the people when they come get us? You are. You're going to figure it out. Just like I'm going to figure out driving. Well, then give me your gun. Give me your gun right now. Okay. I pass you back a gun. Give me. Do you have another one? Do you, I do. Can I have another one too? Here's the other one. I put it like down in my pants, straps, you know, never. So the most unsafe way possible to hold a gun. I, I do it. That's exactly how they, yeah, how she holds it. Yes. Rip, what kind of guns do you pass her? I probably pass her um, like a couple of handguns. Okay. The, the the rifle is back there, but it's your it's your very favorite gun. It is my very favorite gun. And you say it kicks like a mule too. It does. Uh. In the middle console here, I'll have a some sort of shotgun sawed off. Okay. In the Nukem tradition. All right. So you have a sawed off on hand. You hand her two, uh, one regular sized and one smaller handgun. And uh, yeah, the rifle is laid back there laying on the floor next to Cam, who is currently twitching slightly and making small alarming sounds. The vehicle outside sounds stop. A quick glance and you see that black car has circled around and has pulled up outside of the gas station area and stopped Shit. next to one of the pumps. 
A very tall, heavy set man steps out of the passenger seat. His um, avatar is all charcoal gray, and his eyes are a off yellow color that emanate a small amount of light. You cannot see his actual form. And the driver gets out. It is a masculine form, thin, about the passenger was about six foot four. The driver is about five nine, and their avatar has a crow head. From the neck all the way to the top of the head, it looks like a crow. There are no human features. Black, glassy eyes, glistening beak, black feathers, the whole nine yards. They are both wearing, or uh, the one is wearing a very nice suit. The other one, you cannot tell. And they both turn and are examining the gas station building, the convenience store building. We're behind a garage door, right? Or a loading door? Mm-hmm. And it is closed. Is it automatic or is it um, pull chain or something like that? Pull chain. So we would have to pull it up and out to get out of here. Yep. Or there is a a button that looks like that that one of the old fashioned garage door buttons that Cam used when you got here, but it's inside the van. So it would summarily is essentially the same thing. In order to open the door, you either have to pull the push the button or pull the chain open, but they're not opening it from the outside. Mm. But the button's in the car. The button is in the car, clipped. Yeah, it's in the van, and it's clipped to the uh, driver's side visor. Okay, let's start the car up. The van purrs to life. Very, very distantly, Cam, that very familiar comforting sensation at least helps with what is happening to you. You're right, it doesn't make me any more anxious that someone's driving my car. No, not at all. Correct. I hit the button. All right. The door crunches open on its chain and pulley system. Both agents turn and reach into various clothing apertures to, you assume, retrieve weapons as the door whisks open and you are free to lay on the gas, sir. Which is what I do. So when I when I lay on the gas in reverse to, to come out, right? Mm-hmm. My plan will be to have the shotgun out the window waiting to sort of make a perfect line between the two of us at least to let them know that I'm not interested in screwing around perfect as you put your hands on the wheel to hit the gas a little pop-up appears in your glass vision that says bootlegger.exe installed would you like to interface now I mentally tap the icon with my eyes and allow it to install. It instantly installs into your glass. Uh, It looks like bootlegger is a protocol here that allows you to essentially overclock the electrical systems of the car, allowing you to do things like bootlegger reverse, squeal tires, and actually, you know, drive with some torque. Fantastic. I treat that car like the amazing maiden of electronic... uh, and uh, lightning that it is. All right. You lay on the gas and do a bootlegger reverse out of it. As you spin, you point your shotgun out the window to these two agents. Do you unload a barrel as cover fired as you go? Oh, yeah, you bet. All right. Gun belches fire, and the glass also adds a series of small screaming skulls that head towards the target as well. It was a free upgrade, so... 
Why not? It came with the last batch of ammo. And then lay on the gas and head out. You are now shifting mentally. So you are controlling the actual rate at which the engine shifts so that you can get the most amount of torque out of each gear. And you scream this van out to the streets. By the way, uh, Cam, what is your van's name? The AI in your van, uh, quote unquote AI. It's not really an AI. It's just an operating system. But Oh, it's um, in my electric van. It's uh, Jules Verne. Jules Verne. Okay. Yeah. You hear a um, very Victorian voice. Welcome back, Cam. It's nice. To- oh, you're not Cam. I'm not entirely certain who you are. Are you supposed to be driving? Uh, that's a matter of um, opinion. I break open the, the shotgun and I stuff two 10-gauge slugs, each spray-painted with little decals that say, eat it, Joe's, into the barrels, and then rack the shotgun closed and prepare to fire again. Very nice. Jules, sir, you do seem to be rather busy at the moment, and traffic is fairly light. Would you like me to take temporary control of the wheel? Absolutely. Who are you? Uh, my name is Jules, sir. Jules Van. I am the operating system of the vehicle currently. In your head, there is a little cartoon version of a Victorian man with a little mustache and a monocle. Gives you a little head nod and a, and a little wave. Oh, uh, yeah. So listen, your owner is in the back here um, playing patty cake with a naked ice lady. Be careful with the turns. Yes, I do see that my owner is on board and safety protocols will be enacted. Thank you very much. And I do see that there is at least one vehicle that will appears to be following us at rather rapid speeds. Will we, sir, be taking care of this? Yeah, we're working on it. Wonderful. Thank you very much for enjoying uh, for enjoying the Jules Verne cab. And have a good day, sir. And the little man grabs a hold of the wheel. The wheel shrinks down into a cartoon version and he starts driving. You take your hands off of the wheel and it begins to change lanes. It is not as intense driving as you were doing or definitely as cam was doing but it's doing a fair enough job on on the roads here yeah my i'm not going to vacate the seat per se sure but i am going to roll the window the rest of the way down and get ready to um you know return fire hmm. pepper the pe- pepper the road behind you with seasoning uh ember what are you doing probably still holding on for dear life i mean checking to make sure that Cam is okay and not being flung all over the the van. Um, Are you are you recording, by the way? Is this all getting recorded? Of course. All right. Excellent. Um, And you do have uh, you have anonymity for running, so it does slightly change Rip's features and Cam's features so that there is until you get consent for them, their features are not muddy but are generic so that you know their identities are somewhat protected <laughs> when you release this i am you know well keeping an eye on to make sure that nothing's getting shot at us and also checking on cam talking to my peeps you know that i'll be streaming for here we are folks high speed chase it doesn't get any better than this like you know give me a like if you think this is exciting, you want to see more of this. Are you live streaming right now? You totally could. Your glass allows it. Yeah. And your bio eye does allow. We change it to we change it to live streaming. 
All right, you go live. A small notification pops up in your uh, lower right vision rip that someone nearby has gone live. You do see a small Chiron Anonymity 4 icon goes by, so you know at least your identities and your location are being protected. You also know that's a premium service, so, I mean, she's she's got some, some cash. Nice. If I didn't think that we were going to get our asses shut off, I might appreciate it a little bit more. But then again, Rip is likely an adrenaline junkie anyway, so he's going to just enjoy the ride. Absolutely. And now you know that you have a live audience as, as you are firing backwards down the highway. So distantly, Cam, you hear the sound of gunfire and the rumble beneath you. But that's all you don't want to say dwindling away, but definitely the long end of a hallway. It's not your immediate concern. Your immediate concern is where you are. You find yourself in the woods. At least you assume they're the woods. You've you've done a couple of other forest-based apps before, so you recognize the forests. It's not like there's a whole lot of forests around you in Cascade. This is a very non-tree-friendly environment. But the trees around you are impossibly tall. It's nighttime. The air is warm and wet feels like summertime the sounds of various insects around you are chirping and such and you hear footsteps rapidly approaching you someone is running towards you in the dark can i see anything see being a generous word i guess at the moment you don't have any light there is just a a vague night ambience that you're not entirely certain where it's coming from A very small amount of your brain says that there is ambient lighting here, which means that it's a scene, but the realness of it is definitely more on your mind. There's a low-lying fog. In the starlight slash moonlight, it looks like maybe a female figure wearing a a t-shirt with some sort of camp logo on it or something. Oh, I will wait for her to approach then. She said she's running at me. Hey, you the the chick the chick sickle the uh, frozen broad in the case she runs up to you and she stops briefly you you recognize the graceful tattoos of the birds on her neck as the same as the ones in the box however she has long flowing hair that is sparkly in the darkness and such she looks absolutely terrified she's wearing a t-shirt a logo that says camp nightmare on it and short shorts, running shoes. She is covered in little cuts and scratches. It looks like maybe from thorns and, and you know, the various branches in the darkness. There's leaves tangled up in her hair and she grabs you by the shoulders. Her eyes are wide. I don't know how you got here, but you have to run. It's coming. Okay, yeah, no, I'm going to try and get you out. Come on, let's, uh, we can, uh, we both run. Out? And she just runs uh, as she's running. She yeah. looks back at you with confusion. Out of the box. That you're in. You're in a box. Are you talking about the cabin? No, 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 no. You're in a box in the back of my van. Um, What's your, wait, what's your name? My friend, Samantha. Samantha, okay. Yeah, we got to get you out of here. I think if you didn't want to, I thought maybe you would want to, you wanted to be in here, but it now and uh, now that we've explored that, it seems like you definitely don't want to be in here. She doesn't seem like it. And as you are both running, you now notice that other than your two footsteps, there are also much larger, heavier footsteps behind you. And you don't 
necessarily think they're bipedal footsteps, but yeah, wouldn't say it sounds like a quadruped either. Hey, what's the thing that's chasing us? She looks at you with, covered in sweat and, and her eyes wide. She says, I don't know. It, it, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's there. Am I able to pull up any other interface menus or anything like that? Have I like dove in and now I'm fuck fucking in or am I able to access any? Is there are there pop up ads in my visual <laughs> periphery right now? You have not seen any pop up ads, but you try to bring up your internal menu and it does come up. It flickers disconcertingly like you're seeing it on an old CRT monitor, mm-hmm. but it's there. Mm-hmm. The font is weird and yeah. blocky. Is there like a... It probably seems to be environmental. Disconnect or eject or reboot. <laughs> you don't see a reboot. You don't see an eject. You do see that you could cut the line to yourself, it looks like, but you don't see a way to cut the feed line to her consciousness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. not a, in your menu anyway. Yeah. Can I can I grab can I access her menu? Like hey, pull up your menu. I I'm like have her shoulders and I'm like looking at her face. <laughs> My face is like dodging back and forth like trying to like look in her eyes and be like you got a menu in there? Kid, just pull it up and disconnect. Come on. You grab her by the shoulders and and make eye contact and you see a um an interface bar appear um, in the bottom of your vision. It's only there for a split second and you see her user icons pop up and most of them are grayed out or disabled. Mm. Like they have a little bar through them. You would almost say that it looks like maybe whatever this system is, is overriding her survival systems even. It's keeping in this feedback loop and you also notice that there is a stream of intense information like this is a pretty heavy stream leaving her going out into the environment and going out you would assume out out Mm -hmm. it's almost like whatever this is is collecting her terror i like that is there any way for me to try to override or i want to try to i don't know access can I, in some way, can like like interface with her and interf- her like sh- shove them to let's put our programs together here? You can make me a cunning enigmas roll to try to interface with whatever is keeping her bound here, okay. and try to share her personal operating system. So you know there is a risk of complication if you fail and or botch. There is a chance that your operating system could become become corrupted by the environment. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know, go ahead and roll. Okay. No risk or no reward. You said cunning and enigmas? Yep. Okay. Well, that is one success. Okay. With one success, you interface your you you bring up a, a, a you basically think it into existence a plug almost that it interfaces with their environment as well like a, a conduit cable almost and this is you're you're going off of the by the seat of the pants here off the top of your head the you know this is more hacker than emt training and for a moment just a moment you feel like you're teetering on that 
precipice of losing yourself to this. You you start to feel that dread that she's feeling well up through you like this cold spring of water. And you can now tell that she is just wall-to-wall terror. There's very little left inside of her right now. And you also know that if this doesn't stop, there's a very good chance that her body will, even with the life support, will just give out. Hey, kid, um, I'm going to try to get out of here, but I'll be back. My friends might be better at this than me. One of them is an influencer, so she's always, I don't know, on tech stuff, so she, uh, she might be okay at it. I'm going to try and get out, and then I'm going to come back for you. So don't worry. Hide, probably, I guess. She takes you at at your word and runs off into the darkness. Mm-hmm. As those loud footsteps come around the corner, you finally see what has been chasing her. And it's a an amorphous black void of a face that is roughly humanoid in shape. It has yellow eyes, and it, it, as it moves, its head... Its face makes this very odd, has this very odd twitchy way of, of moving. Its legs end in points, almost like stilts, as it lumbers towards you out of the trees. You see its limbs also end in uh, this vague mash of writhing things, impossible shapes, bizarre, non-biological things. It really is a great motivation for you to just pull the ripcord and and pop out of this environment. Yeah, eject, eject, eject. Disconnect, disconnect. Cam sits up on the floor of the van. <gasps> Fuck, we got to get her out of there. If the first thing you likely experience is shotgun fire. <laughs> I like slam into the side of the van. There's gunfire and Ember is talking to you're not sure who, but uh, she seems to be talking to maybe a bunch of people. She laughs at a comment of someone you can't hear, so you think maybe it's from one of her followers as Rip fires another shotgun shell backwards. Jules pops up in your vision almost instantly. Good morning, Cam. I'm glad to see you have returned. Oh, thank you, Jules. Um, I guess, uh, oh boy, we gotta get the fuck out of this business, don't we? <laughs> I say. Uh, I will kind of climb up and try to co- get into the, the driver's seat. I want to say I almost said cockpit. It's okay. Nobody's driving. It appears that Jules is driving and Rip is uh, shooting out the window. Okay. We know I'm a better driver than Jules. So. Oh, yes. Jules is good for routine driving yeah. and does have an evasive mode, but it is easily anticipated, like the AI of a video game. I only have an aggressive mode. So, uh, Jules, I'm going to be taking over from here, buddy. Absolutely wonderful. And it relinquishes control of the vehicle entirely to you. Yep. There is only a moment where no one is in control, and then you are pushing the pedal to the metal. Rip, you see Cam <laughs> sit up into the driver's seat, and something oozes out of their ear. Cam, something is tickling your neck, but you don't have time to think about it as it is driving time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck is on your head? You reach over and wipe it off. It's There's a small trickle of blood coming out of front of their right ear. That place is fucked. So 
The chick does not want to be in there. It's absolutely terrifying. Actually, she may be scared to death soon. Um, it's like some weird fucking forest and there's a creature chasing her and I couldn't interface with her. Her interface popped up for a second, but it was all grayed out. Uh, she definitely doesn't want to be in there and they're definitely, I don't know, sucking the fear out of her. Ember, as they're talking in the front, you are not only are you enjoying your ride in the back, there are likes coming in left and right on social media right now for this car chase. You've actually gotten quite a few people watching avidly just to see how it turns out. Hey, fam, watch this. And I start like shooting out the back end. One of your users, WraithLicker71, says they recognize the unit that you are hauling. And it is a DR34D unit. He says that his platoon used one of those during the Aberrant War. Oh, I, I toss him a DM and I slide into his DMs and like... Thanks for the info. Toss him a like. Give him some love. And I um, I pass that information on to Cam and Rip. Yo, one of my followers recognized this uh, this box. So I send them, you know, what he called it. Uh, a DR-34D. You look up DR-34D. It looks like it was an interrogation effort in the early days of the Aberrant War. It... Looks like it was a way to subject someone to a environment meant to break you that ties you off from the outside world and keeps you in this heightened state of terror until you essentially spill the quote unquote spill the beans um, about whatever it is as you have lost all touch with reality and what you are not supposed to talk about. It was very early on declared a not usable device because it's fucking inhumane. Moreover, what is noted, what you have heard, is that specific program can also be used to siphon off pretty intense emotional content that can be used for other things. You could take, say, someone's terror and lace it into another glass broadcast and it would have a more emotional punch. Hmm. Like emotional seasoning, if you will. Yeah, that shit ain't right. <laughs> I send a message over to the uh, to the guy that informed us that what this was, asking him if he knows how to open it. He says that it will take some extremely advanced tech knowledge to open it, and you're probably going to want some sort of a stationary lab as he makes note that you're actually in the back of a moving vehicle. He asks what sort of weapon Rip is using currently, and if he's uh, got his own streaming service as he is an ex-military officer and is intrigued by the ammo that Rip is currently using and has a tendency to stray off topic. Yeah, I, I exit the, you know, I thank him. Thanks, babe. Shut off the chat with him. I go up, I go up to the, to the front and, and lean in. Um, I, um, yeah, the, the, that guy had no clue uh, how to open the thing. Well, says it takes advanced tech. I put that in quotes. I have no idea what the fuck that means, but Rip. Yeah, he's he really, he thinks you should have your own stream. He liked your gun. Listen, I'm trying to get my ass shot off here, okay? A bullet ricochets off the outside of the, uh, of the van. And, uh, you compensate momentarily, Cam, as you feel the, feel it shudder or feel the whole van shudder from the impact. 
Cam, we got to get someplace safe and now. I'm working on it. Make me a culture intellect roll. Um, bo- uh, everybody in the van. As you are all trying to brainstorm where you're going to go. Oh, fuck yeah. These damned culture rolls. Somehow Rip has one success. I have six successes. <laughs> Holy shit. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I got one success. Okay, so the two of you with one success, you all you can come up with was is that you need to obviously find somebody who has their own stable shop. And in the point, that's probably not going to be anyone that is exactly reputable, but you don't really have any specific leads other than, you know, I don't know, maybe we put something out on glass and see who's available. Cam, you remember a couple of years ago, you were actually called to the scene of, it looked like a a gang fight or something. Um, But one of the people that was involved was part of an organization known as the Ghost Wolves. And they are very well equipped, we'll say, to handle this. But they can be not, you don't want to say dangerous to work with, but you would definitely have to barter your way into the situation. Well, not working with them right now is dangerous, so... Hmm. The other option is you do know that your delivery point is an Optech facility owned by Optech, which is they are a glass producer, glass app producers. But that being said, they are also a corporation. And it's also our delivery point, so fuck that place. It is your delivery point. Uh, Ghost Wolves it is. All right. So with six successes, uh, I won't even make you roll to drive or anything. You, um, Rip and Ember are discussing, well, maybe we could talk. I don't know. You ask one of your followers and Cam just cranks the wheel hard left 90 degrees. The back end of the van squeals across the pavement and they head off into a you want to say seedier neighborhood, but it is definitely not as well populated by people out on the streets and such. You start to see less and less vehicles and more just dark buildings that look shut down. You know that you are in Ghost Wolf territory, Cam. And Rip and Ember, you are looking out the window and playing the Hey, first person to see somebody that doesn't look like they would shoot us wins. <laughs> By the way, Amber, you win. You see an old lady that's standing on a street corner, um, but you also realize that if she's out there by herself, she's probably not the person with whom to fuck. You pull up outside of uh, an apartment complex, the El Diablo camp. Uh, you know it is a gang house or a, a meeting place, often meeting place of the Ghost Wolves. Yeah, I, I pull up. Get out. Approach. Yep. I'm assuming someone approaches me before I start approaching. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You, as you get out, you definitely see two guys step out of the front door of the building. The building itself in IRL is uh, crumbling brick and concrete facade. The glass overlay is the building is made of steel and cartoon flames that lick around the entrance occasionally and little cartoon devils that dance around in it. They're very adorable, almost a 1930s cartoon-esque. And they do a very German clock style, like they come out every few minutes, do a little thing and go back inside. So it's a very short run 
animation. One of the guards steps up. I kind of put my hands up in a like a not threatening pose. Hey guys, uh, I come in peace. We got some business going on. Some folks were just hot on us. Um, I can offer medical services and trade. I've been a doctor here before. He turns and speaks over his shoulder, but you don't hear any sound come out of his mouth. Gets a look like he's listening for a moment and he turns back. Show me what you got. Oh. His eyes the, briefly turn um, glowy silver. The bad stuff or the good stuff? Oh, I'll show you the bad stuff first. Well, the good stuff. It's in the van. He looks to Rip and Ember like he's trying to figure out what Cam is exactly saying and if either of them needs to translate. Not them. They're fine. They're cool. It's cool. They're cool. There's just um, there's a girl in the box in the van, and we need to get the girl out. And uh, but I can I get I can pat, patch up anyone that's hurt or stuff. He um, goes around to the back of the van and opens the back door. Oh, it's an old dread unit. I haven't seen one of those in years since the war. He reaches out, looks at Rip. You give me a hand with this, buddy. Oh yeah, for sure. Between the two of you, you slide it out and place it gingerly on the pavement. <sighs> Jesus, there's a person in this thing. Yeah, there is. You guys know there was a body in here? Taps the glass. Nope, had no clue. Yes, I've talked to her because I went in. Oh, he backs away uncomfortably from Cam. You went into a dread sim and you made it back out? Yeah, I disconnected. That's impressive. Well, you disconnected, did you? Okay, you... Yeah. That's good. That's good. Just make sure you stay disconnected, huh? Yeah, well, we need to get her disconnected, though. He snaps his fingers at the guy at the door to, like, get his attention. And the guy looks over and calls inside, and two other guys come out. Very large individuals wearing work gloves. And with very little effort, they heft the box up and begin walking it inside the gentleman you were talking to. Come on in. Take head in. He walks you in behind you guys as you walk into this building. The interior of the building is uh, nicely furnished. Uh, a very 1940s Americana feel with a splash of neo-tattoo feel to it. The A lot of the glass animations here are heavily cel-shade looking and uh, very much like they crawled off of the skin of somebody and are uh, almost a living tattoo here. Mm. Um, whimsical and fun, but with a definite sense of style. Uh, a woman walks down the stairs, this set of stairs towards you. She's wearing a set of black jeans, a blue pullover hoodie, hood pulled back, her avatar has red wings that flutter behind her. They're kind of leathery looking. And she has a cartoony red tail, devil style tail that lashes back and forth as she walks. She has a somewhat bemused smile on her face as she walks down. But you can tell from her eyes that her, she means that there there is definite business there. Look at this. Rip, you know that her name is Madame Sanguine and that she is a well-known person amongst the, the the street meat, as it were, the the, the people who are uh, in the know when it comes to where to buy guns, ammo, and things that hurt other people. Sure. 
Uh, she she is not an unknown person to you. Okay, she, I uh, I nod her, in uh, respect. Her hands go a little wide, and she comes down the stairs. So you're going to bring a dread unit, an operational dread unit, no less, to my door for free. Walsy. Oh, I didn't say for free. I, as I said, I offered trade um, of services, um, an IOU, maybe. Um, I mean, I know we didn't pre-negotiate a price, but um, I did. I never expected it to be free. Oh, so is all I'm saying. You would owe me a favor then. Oh boy, would I ever! She coyly smiles and. Yes. So you know, I am a trained medical doctor. So. I'm sure that there's something in there for you. She pats Cam's hand a little bit. Don't worry. Medicals, you know, physicians are incredibly important thing in a lot of the work that I do. So don't, don't, don't you worry about that. So you will just, we'll talk about that later. She looks you up and down, Rip. Rip Monic, your reputation precedes you somewhat. Sorry? I like the work you did in point. Uh, was it two months ago? Uh, it was like a kidnapping or something like that. We call it extractions, but you know. good work. Well done. Not too sloppy. Not too clean. It's important to leave as you know a note. And she looks at Ember. <gasps> Ember Neon. I am a fan. Light girl, and she taps your uh, social one of your social icons and follows you. I can always, you know, use more followers. Thanks. Of course. And I can always use one more connection in the industry. She turns around, leans on the dread unit, the DR-34D. And you guys, I don't think we're supposed to bring this to me, were you? She says this as if she literally, clearly already knows the answer. As a rhetorical question, but Cam answers it. Absolutely not. How much were you supposed to get paid for this? We already got paid part of it. Um, uh, how much were we going to get paid, James? Do you remember? It was, it it was another 175 yeah. and uh, uh, was it two months of premium subscription for your glass? Some change, some change, yeah. yeah. She pats it, kind of runs, runs her fingertips over the top of it. Well, let's assume that you have been inconvenienced by bringing this to me. And that I assume... I don't like to, but I have a feeling that you were not bringing this to someone who was small potatoes. Am I right? Probably not. Yeah. Optech is not small potatoes. Optech is Mm-mm. big corporate potatoes. Mm-hmm. Just, well, I'll tell you what, I will give you 500 for it right now. Not 500 each. You split it however you guys want to split it, but I will give you 500 on the barrel head. How's that grab you? Well, it's, that's fine. Um, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to speak for everyone. But, like, um, I think the bigger question is, what's happening with the girl? Oh, we'll extract the girl. Because I told her I'd come back for her. We have experts. Um, in fact, you see gentlemen coming in, you know, um, people coming in. A lot of them you can't tell because they're wearing goggles. And, and some of them are wearing neural helmets. Help with situations like this and they are beginning to put the box up on a a dolly she says don't worry i have some i have some top men working on this we will extract her 
without a problem and we should be able to disarm disarm the dread unit. Yeah, but um, this is going to sound weird. Can we take the girl with us? What are you going to do with the girl? Do you keep the girl? As you ask, Madam walks over to the door that the gentleman just rolled the box through. Uh, well, the girl will we'll take care of the girl. Don't you worry about that. And she winks at you and not in at all a jovial manner. The three of you receive a lump 500 sum uh, in the form of a, an automated bag of coins that appear and plop down on the table near you. Oh, here we go. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Madam Sanguine smiles at the three of you. And, and, and don't worry about the girl. We'll, we'll make sure she's well taken care of. I'm definitely worried about the girl, but okay. And the doors close as the three of you look at this bag of coins. And you wonder if there are more or less than 30 pieces of money in there. Hey, Rip. We're like fucked three ways to Sunday, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. And on that note, I'm actually going to bring it to a close. Thank you guys very much for playing in Anima tonight. Uh, an exciting and cyberpunk style future. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the brief sojourn into the neon world of Cascade. And I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters for all of their support. And thank you, everyone. Good night. <laughs>